small businesses are from 1 to 25 employees. You know, we're, we're business coaches ourselves. Uh, we, we have a company called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. And we have started companies, bought companies, sold companies, coached, you know, coached companies, coached owners on how to do all those things that, that I just said. And we basically uh, are going to help them improve their profits right along with it. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunholder. Hello, Adam. Hello, Jack. How are you doing today, bubs? I'm fantastic. We, uh, yeah, we help them with all that stuff. You know, we got some feedback from some of our listeners said that you like to use that word stuff a lot, which is a good word, and it, it, it describes all the stuff that relates to small business. And a um, big part of what the show here is about for Dirty Secrets of Small Business is not only to talk about some of that stuff, but to help share some of the stories we've had between our own personal experience of owning and operating 20 companies and having coached and helped hundreds more um, and share some of their stories as well. Because we know that, that, that you owners listening out there have been through similar things or maybe are going through similar things uh, today as well. We always invite you to be part of the show. Uh, you can reach us here. We're live in the studio every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. Uh, the number here in the studio is uh, 440-946-9468. Again, that's 440-946-WINT. If you're a little too bashful to be talking to us on the air, we'd be happy to take your questions uh, via email. You can reach us that way at radio at MaximumVP.com. Again, radio at MaximumVP.com. Or you can also hit up our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. They'll have a little segment there or a little uh, form there you can fill out and submit your how question. We'd be happy to read it here on the air and be able to address it for you. So. You know, those bashful business owners, we'll never know how many are out there. They're too bashful to call in. <laughs> yes, but, you know, there's often the case with people online or listening that, you know, you know, I've never personally called a radio show before being on one here, Jack, and I know you said you called a couple times over the years, but I think most folks have not called in or haven't uh, online, haven't posted on blog posts, they'll kind of watch and listen and, and, and be entertained or, or learn stuff, but they don't necessarily reach out and engage and become part of the show. But we always encourage that to, to, to happen for the non-bashful, even for the bashful folks to kind of well, reach out. If they wait long enough, the problem will be solved. I hear the solution on That's the radio right. here. That's huh? right. We'll get to it eventually. That's right. So what are we going to talk about today, Adam? You know, there's so many how questions. I, I don't know if people out there even know what how questions are. You know, we, we've been coaching small businesses for over 15 years. And how questions really have come about from the day-to-day activity of business owners. How do I make a profit plan? How do I get better employees? How do I you know, uh, stop this lawsuit that's, that's seemingly steaming down the road? How do I make more profits? How do I find sales? The, the, the how questions are endless. So we can just jump into the how question pool and pull one out, maybe a couple, depending on. And if somebody calls, uh, wants to talk about a how question they have, let them fire away. We're here to do that. We've answered thousands, thousands, countless how questions. We do it well. We have solutions to a lot of small business problems. Yes, we do. And as Jack said, week to week, things kind of go by. And as we, uh, as we prep for the show every Monday, as we reflect upon the week that was, there's often a few of those how questions that kind of take, take a, take a, uh, come to the forefront, so to speak, because they, they've come up in quite a few, a few situations. And that was the case uh, this week as well, and it, it often happens, it, it may even happen when, when we're not dealing with a client. You know, this one started to kind of come up 
when I was out having having a few drinks with with some some accounting friends of mine, and, and they invited a client along, and we're talking about things, and I asked a very innocent question, uh, which led to a couple hour discussion that wound up in tears. Okay, so I got blamed your for your tears. No, it wasn't my oh, tears. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> so good. I got I got blamed for making somebody cry. Blames by the law, but they say you're, you're, oh you're making her cry, right? That's that's not, I, I asked that's simple not the question. Adam I know. That's I asked a simple question, right? Yeah, the, the 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 one friend said, "You think Adam's tough? Wait till you meet Jack, right?" So I asked a simple question, and the question, Jack, was, "When's the last time you fired a client?" Hmm. And that led on to some different kind of discussions, and kind of leading to to today's how question, which was, "How do you know when it's time to fire a client?" And it maybe even you know an amendment to that or a subtext to that is, "How do you then go about doing it?" Right. So you got to know when the, the the time is. Like, when is it? How do you know when it's time to actually fire a client? You know, and uh, well, there are a lot of a lot of keys to that one, as we've you know certainly discovered. We have one one question. You know, we were we were talking about how to start our business or buy a business. So that was last week's discussion. We didn't really finish on that, but we will stay off that subject today, unless somebody calls us up has a question about that. How do you start a business or or buy a business? Or, or buy a business? Because that that's something that can span weeks and weeks. But, oh yeah, uh, and always different examples of it, and where it's worked or hasn't worked, or different. Yeah, that's. So how did you make <clears throat> somebody cry? I don't All know right, so, so, so I asked I asked the question. The reason I asked the question is this owner was 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 talking about um, just some of the challenges that go into business, and as we got into the discussion about, it, started talking about a client that was, uh, for lack of a better term, Jack was being abusive, and what, you know what I mean by that. You know, they weren't physically abusive, but. They had engaged this this company to do a certain type of work, okay, and and you know they were asking for uh, for that bottle of Snapple there, Jack. But once they got into it, well, they didn't want just that bottle of Snapple. They actually wanted the whole twelve pack of it. Or actually, they wanted to throw a couple of Gatorades in there as well. And so, also, they you know what they originally asked for is not what they are now asking for. Yeah, now we've come across a few of those. So yeah, okay, they reached agreement on that. hey, there's a price in in terms for that. Okay, we'll we'll do, we'll do the, the the Snapple bottle and want it being a a, a, a bunch more. And so, as I was trying to understand, and you know, this is often what we do when, when we talk to clients. And this wasn't a client yet, but you know, may soon be um, to help them kind of talk through stuff. As as uh, as as she's talking about things, you know, you get that smile, right? Because as, as they have to articulate how they're thinking about things or why they haven't done certain things, that they kind of nervous smile. Well, you know, you know, it's coming. They kind of coming. Well, they they know that that they don't have an answer. Like they they they, they hear themselves talk and they realize that what they're telling you, you know, doesn't really hold water, right? So. Well, so in this particular case, I asked, well, you know, this happened to be you know, kind of a web-related type thing. I said, well, what if you just hand over whatever you've done and kind of give it to the person? You kind of, you kind of walk, walk away, away yeah. right? Well, that would be a good outcome from that standpoint. Well, why aren't you? you know, why don't you just do that? I mean, you've already gone beyond the the, the cost estimate. You've probably lost money on this deal. Mm-hmm. So why keep throwing more, you know, more good time after you know after bad kind of thing? Well, I started to get some of the excuses or reasons for not doing it, right? Well, hey, this guy's kind of a bully. Got that word. Okay, what, what does bully mean? And we say, I, I, yeah, okay. Well, I, I immediately put it into terms of DISC, as we talk about here a lot in the show, the, the, the behavior assessment of DISC. So somebody being a high D, very driving, demanding type. Um, the person I was talking to is very obviously a high I, very you know people person, people pleaser. Um, you know, even shared her story about some other group that she was involved in um, where... Uh, she had an advisor that, who was there and w- wasn't really doing what she needed. So she went to the powers of be to say, hey, by the way, this person's not really doing what you want them to do. 
And lo and behold, that person got terminated a couple weeks later. Now, she feels awful. She felt awful about this when it started. Now she feels even more awful about it, right? You know, I said, you know, help her understand that it wasn't because of what she said. You know, chances are that that is not the first complaint they've gotten. It may have been the last one or what have you, right? And, you know, this guy had written a scathing uh, feedback on her. So she's so one of the, that was one of the... So one, okay. of the, one of the excuses for not firing this other client is, hey, well, I don't want him to talk bad about us, right? And my point was, well, the, the person you mentioned before they got fired, this client, same thing too. I said, the person who got fired was kind of a bozo and had somebody else who was actually there who, who could corroborate that he, that he was because he, was, he, you know, he was an advisor for this other person who was not doing the right kind of job either, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so people take, take, they don't take all feedback to be the same, right? If, if I know somebody's a total bozo, what they say, I kind of take it and brush it off and don't really put much credence in it. Yeah, well, I even spend time with bozos. Well, that's what the so, whole point of this yeah. is today. For right. this guy, or, or for the, 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 the client that was a problem, is kind of a pain in the butt client. I go, well, if he's a pain in the butt for you, he's probably a pain in the butt for everybody. I go, so they all kind of know that's how he is. The chance of other clients say, well, yeah, you're just a pain in the butt, and you know, you're probably asking for more than than you were getting. And again, it's so you have to kind of kind of fight through some of this stuff. So she was worried about you know again him saying bad things about her. Uh, it was a bigger company. Again, this is, a, I think, a very common thing, and we've got a lot of, uh, of examples of that, too. We've got a small client, small business owner, and they're dealing with a little bigger client who has a little deeper pockets. And, hey, I, I'm afraid they're going to they're gonna come after me. They're going to sue me, right? Well, sue you for what? <laughs> that you've you got to uh, take those battles yeah. on. That's so you, right. So you try to picture, well, you don't want to fight. Well, picture, you know, picture yourself being in front of a magistrate or a judge if it, if it goes that far. You have a pretty good case to present. Hey, I've gone here, I've gone here, and I've, I've, I've promised that that Snapple bottle, Jack, and I've delivered not only that Snapple bottle, but a whole six-pack of that, plus a couple of Gatorades and a couple other iced teas here, and he's still not happy, right? People so are going to think we're, pretty... we're, we're selling Snapple today. <laughs> we are, but I remember Snapple, they, they used to have really good commercials back in the day. Do you remember the, the Snapple lady from Long Island? Uh, that's right. She's very entertaining. I don't know what happened to her, but she, she'd be good to have on the show. That's right. A lot of, a lot of good people like that. Stella, the Wendy's gal. And, uh, yeah. But the Where's the Beef gal? Yeah. Okay. That's how, that's how I know her as the Where's the Beef gal. I don't know her name was Stella. That's right. See, educational show we have here, folks. You, got, you pay attention. Right, you, you, yeah. you, you get some good, some good trivia knowledge. So. So yeah, so that that kind of prompted this topic for today, Jack. In terms of how do you know when it's time to fire the client, and how do you know how do you go about doing it? And so I'll, 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 I'll We're finish on get this into story, all of those yeah. Here and, and after the break, yeah, yeah, I'll circle back in t- to terms of this in terms of you know why this not client yet of ours asked me to come with her to help fire this client, mm-hmm. and what my response to that was. But we'll hit that. Well, you know, we, we can hit back on that when we get back on the break as well, share some other, uh, some other ideas with that. So if you stick around, we're going to be delving into that in terms of how do you know, this is our how, how question for the day, folks, is how do you know when it's time to get rid of a customer and then how do you go about actually getting rid of that customer? So stay tuned and when we come back, we'll, we'll delve more into that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. As we said, we're business coaches. We help you, the small business owner, get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. Think of it that way. We're business coaches. We help you small business owners get unstuck from that state of how. And we've, we've had lots of success with this, and I know we could help you. Give us a call. That's right. Our, uh, our topic so far today, we're talking about the how question of the day is how do you know 
when it's time to fire a client. And then once you figure that out, how do you actually go about doing it? Uh, if you have a hot question, you want to share a story of where you've had a chance to where you've had a chance to uh, to fire a client or thinking about it, you can reach us here in the studio. We're here every Monday from noon to one p.m. Eastern live. Uh, the phone number in the studio here is four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Again, that's four four zero nine four six W I N T. If you prefer to do it via email, you can try that at radio at maximumvp.com or head over to our website. We've got maximumvp.com forward slash how. There's a nice little form there for you to fill out and, and, and submit your how question to well, us. There are a lot of ways to get hold of us. There are. There. Yeah. Try to make it easy for people, you know. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Glad we're doing it, Adam. It's good. <laughs> All right, so our how question, we were sharing a little story with uh, a, uh, a business owner I met recently who was uh, who, who I actually made cry uh, over beers, which is not always a good thing, but um, I didn't mean oh. to do it. I just asked her the last time she's fired a client, and it led into this, this topic in terms of how do you know when it's time to fire a client? So before the break, we we're, were kind of given some background on that. And I got to the point where I helped her understand that, 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 this, that this client you know, needed to be, to be terminated because of the baggage that not only that she was carrying around with her, but also the rest of her team was too. Because, you know, the chances are you have a bad customer. It not only impacts you, it impacts your team, impacts the overall business. Well, what's the, you're, you're going to get to this point, and that's how do you, what, what are the telltale signs that this customer has to be fired? Well, just like, like, just like bad employees or, right. or employees whose skills have been diminished. Isn't that what... Uh, uh, somehow they got to go. Right. They, they aren't fitting into the organization. So same same principle. What happens, Adam? Well, I think one thing is if you're talking about that about that customer a lot, chances are that's a good sign that there's something going on there, right? If you're talking if, negatively about yeah, them. Yeah. Right. If they're, if they're being unreasonable, okay? Or if they've agreed, if you've agreed to, to one thing and they're asking for something totally different and they keep pushing and, and, and the problem, the fault is always yours versus theirs. Again, there's usually some shared responsibility here. Very demanding, don't want to really pay for it, don't really take uh, your position, don't even really seem empathetic. It's just what they want. They're paying the bills, the customer is always right, that hard-ass approach, right? Uh, which we don't like, and that's usually the big signal that something's wrong. Right, or they're, they're doing work they aren't paying for. It. That was the case here, too. Again, they, they'd paid some money up front, but then they, they'd done a bunch more work and they weren't they're they're holding back payments, even smaller payments. Is, is holding back the, in order in order to kind of make a point, and so all the things you would kind of list out to say, hey, th- this is what makes a good customer. It's part of what we do with with, with many of our clients, especially early on, is helping them to define what a good customer looks like. And then you know the flip side, of that to your point, Jack, is well, you know, what does a bad customer look like? Because we all have them, and uh, again, everybody's been through this. The question is, what do you do about it? You start to recognize. And you do have to do something about it. You you do. I mean, it's surprising how many companies won't face that up, and circumstances will push that, that right. decision. But well, you got to make a decision on that. Again, the owner will often try to take it on his or her shoulders. Okay, and say, you know, "I'll deal with the, with the problem." But what, what usually what happens is, again, you have folks on the front line who are dealing with this customer as well. And so, if they're being abusive, what does abusive mean? Again, they they they're pushing things or they're always they're, they're constantly after you if, if you have certain rules that are kind of set up they're also they're calling after hours or they're pestering people on the weekend whatever they're doing where they're again they're, they're abusing the privilege of trying to work with you now it doesn't mean you don't do those kinds of things from time to time it's really the and it's subjective but it's a number of of instances you know demanding calling at you know they keep hours on the weekend so they expect you to do that too 
And again, once in a while, that's okay. And if the if it's a legitimate crisis, right, and that has subjectivity to it too when you define it. Well, so I was asking this this owner, Jack. I was asking her to make a case. I, I joked about this. Well, you aren't making a very good case as far as why this is a good customer. I said, tell me tell me again why you want to keep this as a customer, right? And she's she's laughing. And so she's like, okay, you should, you know, you're right. So well, I'm afraid again. I think I mentioned this before. She she was afraid that. You know, again, having deeper pockets, he, he, you know, that, 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 that this client might sue her or would say bad things about her. Or, again, being more of a people pleaser, she wanted to get it right. You know, again, you know, when, when you have a high eye, or even that's the time, especially right, high what eyes. Is eye, what does a high eye mean? Okay, so you outgoing. St. Ignatius High School? That's, that's, that, that could be good. Uh, <laughs> so the outgoing people Boy, person. They should have gone to St. Edward with <laughs> an E. <huh? laughs> no. So outgoing people. So they... They, 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 they want to be people pleasers to a certain extent. That's a, you know, that's a big part of it. And so they feel bad when somebody's not happy with the well, job. Yeah, you're talking about DISC. Yeah. 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 That little behavior science uh, tool that we, we run everyone through. Why don't you take a second? I know you're on a roll here. That's okay. But, uh, so D's, D's, I's, S's, and C's. So the D's, as I was mentioning in the prior segment, of those kind of dominant driving demanding folks. The eyes are no more as those influencers. Those are the folks that kind of come to the front of the room, get you all pumped up. They're the, the stereotypical salesperson. The S's are those steady or stable folks, the folks people come to with all their problems. are kind of very, uh, you know, very calming influence. And the C's are those kind of conscientious or compliant folks. They, things have a certain way of being done, a certain process, and doing things, you know, crossing the, the T's and dotting the I's, so to speak. So the, those eyes are the, those influencers. So the Again, they're, they're the very people. Population, the whole world population can be put in one of those four four quadrants. That's cool. All right. And so I was using this to help her understand what was going on. Her being an eye wanting to, you know, the eyes can have 100 people in the room. And if 99 of the people like that person and the one person doesn't, they're going to spend all their time with that one person who doesn't saying, well, they don't really get me. They haven't, they, you know, they don't understand me or you know, maybe there's misinterpretation. The on, all this energy, yeah, all this energy mm-hmm. is there. And she started to admit that she's been losing sleep about this stuff. Up sick, you know, again, just say all the things that she's trying to burden on her own shoulders, not recognizing that the her team is also burdening some of this stuff. And so it's now starting to weigh down, not only her, it's weighing down, weighing down the, the business. And Jack, from a from a, a customer size standpoint, it wasn't like this customer is 90% of her business. This was maybe maybe 1%. Of, it was a, it's a small oh small piece of it, right? So from, a, from a, an overall perspective standpoint, not lose perspective from that standpoint, as far as, you know, just you, I, I you're going to lose some, right? Your, your, your disc explanation helped greatly. You know, I, I, I can't comprehend how customers like that aren't whacked pretty quickly. But being a D, I, I fully understand. Right. You're, you're ready I to fully go. fully understand. And being an experienced D as well. So she, you know, th- this owner is newer, too. She's maybe five, six years in. So she's just still kind of learning as she goes. So you have that, have that combination as well. So anyway, so we got to the point where she, she couldn't make the case for me, Jack, as far as why she should keep this as a customer. It was more about how to go about terminating this customer. And again, we kind of walked through some different scenarios. You know, what would be a good outcome? And again, from her standpoint, hey, if we could just walk away, give him the stuff, and he signs a three-sentence thing that says, hey, I'm not going you know, to sue you or speak bad. What am I, like, I can just, we can walk away and we're, and we're good. That would be an okay outcome. Do it, absolutely. You know, I'm, she, I'm still waiting for when, when's she going to start crying. 
Oh, the tears were coming all throughout this. Just talking oh, about it. Okay. This was. All I right. mean, again, it was, and, uh, and they're busting like a. Here, I'm making her cry. Face and she's she's smiling, tears. Again, it's 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 the range of emotions that, that most owners feel during the course of the week. She was doing it all within about an hour or two, Jack. It was again laughing, crying, and you know, everything in between. People buying her beers, <laughs> right? And that helps, keeping right? Keeping her going helps get things right. going. Okay. Everybody else gets uncomfortable with those. I said we, we make people cry all the time. It's part of what we do. So we've had big <laughs> tough guys crying. You know, it's not going to phase me. And so this, you know, what this does is this shows that you care. That's a very important thing. I said you should never apologize for crying. It's okay to cry. That's you know, it means you're you're very passionate about what about what you're trying to do. It's and you're also frustrated right now. I said well, there's we ways always, around we always it. have a clean hanky in our pocket right. just uh, for our box occasions. of tissues we keep out. Right? That's, yeah, right, that's right. That's right. Uh... And so 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 it's very it's very normal. So we got from that point where she couldn't convince me why she should, she should hold on to this client to where we were role playing through some of the ways to help to get rid of the client. Hey, I want you to come with me. I want you to come next week with me to kind of help fire this client. I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's not what we do. So we've done that on occasion with people to kind of go. I said, but we, we'll coach you up so you can do this. Because you can do this. We'll, you know, we'll put those steel rods in your back, get you kind of there. We'll role play through it to make sure you know what's going on. That's right. But to get you that's to do it, because it's, it's a big growth thing for you to be able to kind of go through this kind of a, you know, this kind of a discussion. You don't need us in the room. You can do this. So there are a lot of good discussions about that, and there, there are also discussions about male versus female stuff kind of going on, too, and that's something that, that we're very sensitive to. But we're out of time with this segment, so we'll come back to it when we, when we get back here on 30 Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies, small businesses, get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, <laughs> WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we're here today talking about one of Adam's uh, recent encounters here, bringing... Women, strong women to tears. <laughs> totally uncharacteristic of, of Adam doing that, but he did it. And he's telling us the story. That's right. My gentle touch, Jack, sometimes gets, uh, it's just the right spots. We've got lots of, lots of coaching stories that we can, uh, they're, they're almost endless. We've been doing this for 15 years, met and owned, and not owned, but owned our own companies, but uh, met many, many small business owners and their trials and tribulations. And uh, we have a lot of fun with this stuff, and we help them out. That's right. So if you want to see if I can make you cry on the air, feel free to call in at uh, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. Um, you can also email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. So, yeah, as we were talking here during the break about you know the, the idea of how do you determine if a client's not right, one of the, 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 probably the, the top one we came up to with, with Jack and I was if, if, if the customer makes you cry, that's probably a sign that, that they aren't the right customer for you, right? So if you have any of those kind of customers that are making you cry, it's time to kind of move on from that. Um, on the flip side of that, I, I got a call the next day from a current client of ours who was all fired up, Jack. Okay, He had gotten a text from a, from a customer of his, and he wanted to go choke this guy out. <laughs> Okay, this client, he this could, client wasn't he could crying. Do it too. Yeah. This, this client wasn't <laughs> wasn't crying at this point. We, although he's been a client for a while, and I think we, we 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 have had him on the verge of tears over the years. But this wasn't one of those cases. This is a, a case <laughs> where he was seeing red, and he was mad at the the tone of the text that came from this customer of his. And wait, the tone, the tone, of the text. 
Much like you have email and text, I mean, there's a tonality to how somebody writes something, so, which most so people miss. So misinterpreted. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, I think the, 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 what I told him was, and I was laughing at him as he's, as he's talking, I said, come on, let it out, right? Because he was going, and he's like, what are you laughing about? I go, this is great. Go, this is good. This is very cathartic and very therapeutic for you to kind of let it all out. He said, give it to me. I'll take it. I'll kind of have it out. But the, the, one of the words in the text, because he he'd forwarded the text to me before I talked to him, and he had the word that I use with my kids, and I think most parents use with their kids. That when when they're when they're not happy with the kids, can you guess what that word might be, Jack? I have no idea. He told him he was disappointed. Oh, well, that's a good word. That's a very right? powerful word. So that's pulling out all the stoppers when yeah. he used that word. Well, so I'm talking to him as I'm driving between basketball games this weekend. My my ten year old daughter is sitting next to me. Hopefully, she wasn't paying too much attention. I said, "That's a great word. Yeah, that's a good word to use. Uh, we use it with the kids too. If you're to try to express your frustration, that you know that, that's burned into." Most of our psyches. I said, so I think it's probably that as much as anything else. Yeah, that it makes the point. Being put makes the point very well. Yeah, always does. So, you know, he was trying to figure out. This has been an okay customer for them. It hasn't been a great customer, but had a sense that it wasn't necessarily the right fit. And yet, he had all this emotion coming at him, or he wanted to respond right away. And I said, the first thing you got to do. I said, don't do anything. I said, in fact, don't respond. You know, until at the earliest Monday. Let it sit for a couple of days. Well, that's always good advice. Let let those emotions calm down and have a night's sleep and you know, wake up the next day or still upset, but it's subsided more often than not. Right. And certainly you start to gather your thoughts and ways to uh, counter this, get even, whatever, if you got a revenge <laughs> angle, that you was, know, that whatever was... it might be, you can, and, and knowing who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he is. That was yeah. That was the that, that was the initial reaction. It was hey, you know, you know, I got to get back at him. You know, it was hey, he, he's he's not going to win this, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a win or lose thing. And I encourage him to kind of write down, you know, whatever he's thinking. It's just writing it out too can be very helpful. So let's talk it through a little bit tonight. But I said, why don't you write things down in terms of how you think you might re- you know want to respond to this? And again, coming back to you know the same thing that we that, that I talked with with, with this uh, woman about. You, know, you you try to look at what what outcome do you want that's always a good place to start very that's the best way kind to of clarifying sure. you, know, you know what's the the end result and you kind of work your way back a little bit and to try to take and uh, try to get as, as much of the emotion out of things as we can even though i hear i'm talking about people wanting to choke people out and they're c- coming to tears and stuff you know between these two stories jack but part of what we do is we help to kind of try to take some of that emotion out of things come at it from a very objective standpoint and say, here's what some of those options are going to be to kind of say here, and again, focus on the result. Here's, well, what, that's here's, the, best. here's that's, the outcome. That's unquestionably the best advice. However, life gets in the way sometimes, <laughs> sure <does>. and <laughs> there's no way you're going to give in to this guy. Uh, he just upsets you that much, and, you know, I really don't care. So sometimes you go to that to your own detriment, but maybe that's in right. the end, you know, if that's how you're fueled, it's okay. <laughs> it works okay. You know, you're going to get that that intangible benefit. You might lose a client. As long as it, you know, you're not going to do it. Well, you might do it to your 80% client if you got into those situations. Right. But uh, those are a lot of the phone calls we get. And, you know, we, we see our clients usually every week or every two weeks, but we'll talk to them or email or text or what have you in between. And we get a lot of those kind of, you know, you know, 7 o'clock on a Friday night kind of phone call where you know, got to peel them off the ceiling kind of thing and kind of they just want somebody to kind of call and vent to. So you know, I guarantee you that 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 ten minute phone call on Friday night helped him a lot because he didn't know who else to go vent to, because you know his wife doesn't care about it, his kids don't care about it, right? He needs somebody to go, and so the, if if we weren't there, to your point, Jackie might have just gone right back to that guy, 
and vented right. on him, which, okay, you know how it's going to well, go. Well, you usually get the phone calls. I know. Now, our, our behavior <laughs> styles are different. Because well, he probably and, knew he, wanted, he probably knew in his back of his me, mind. both go down I know. In the back of his mind, he knew he wanted to be calmed down a little. <laughs> he wanted to be talked off the ledge. That's he wants right. to be pushed off the ledge, they call you. If they want to be kind of talked back off the ledge, they call me that's to kind right. of eight, reel eight them back in. Eight out of ten in. of those calls you get, <laughs> and that's good. <clears throat> yeah. That so. keeps the peace and, and uh, creates a much better outcome ultimately. Well, so I talked to this client again this morning, Jack. So he called me, and I, I, I complimented him how much calmer he seemed this morning than he was on Friday uh, Friday evening. And we talked about what the outcome was going to be, and I suggested instead of responding via text and, you know, be, again, keeping in mind the whole tonality of it, I said, why don't you call the guy and talk to him about this? And you understand the situation that was there, and they'd spend a little time. I said, and if, if it comes to a point where you guys break, that's okay. I mean, you know, you, if you can break as, I don't say break as friends, but you, you, you know what I mean there. You, sure, you, you, absolutely. You can make it, you know, where it's a mutual, hey, we agree it's, it's time to kind of part ways versus you don't have to always be combative. I, I understand from a, yeah. a D in the disc prone standpoint that it's good to be combative once in a while and you want to have some of those fights. And if you're going to pick a fight, might as well be with somebody you don't like or you're not going to agree with, then Correct. that's okay that's, too. That's <laughs> exactly right. You know. But uh, this client has a little bit of that in him, but he has more of that I that I was referring to. And so he'd prefer to kind of do it where it's... Uh, Again, because he said the same thing. He said, "Well, I don't want these guys to badmouth me, right?" That's one of those, again. That's that's a, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't fire clients because they don't want to be badmouthed. I wonder. Right? I, I I think that's certainly a, a you know part of it, but you know, a lot of people just don't. They're very uncomfortable with with controversy like that, even when they get pushed. They turn the other cheek, as they say, and they're they're hesitant to jump into the fray and and, you know, create a problem. They just don't have that experience, and they don't like to do it. So they do get pushed around for a while. But as they say, everybody has a breaking point, and to me it should come much sooner than often is the case. Well, I think if they get focused and understand, that's part of the experience I think we bring too, Jack. You know, some of our clients are relatively inexperienced when it comes to business. When I say that, maybe five years or less in business. We've got quite a few that have been around for, for several decades. Um, but they rarely match the experience that, that you and I bring to the table in terms of here are the 10 different scenarios that that, that might happen in terms of, you know, based on what you're, you're describing to me, the this, this situation, here's where it can go. Right. So which one do you want to go? And so you, you start to kind of take things and knock them out of the way. Hey, this not, you know, the, the, the chance of this happening are, are so slim it's not even worth talking about versus here's where the most likely things to happen and how do you want it to kind of come out and be able to kind of work towards that goal to kind of move it along. Yeah, calm, uh, systematic approach. You know, that's obviously the best way to, to handle any any real controversy, any bad feelings. But it uh, doesn't always work that way no. for the soul. Well, we had a client. See, you said I get most of these calls, but it's not always the case. See, a lot of times, what you, you know, you'll get calls, too. You know, you know, a lot of our clients who are... <laughs> In their 40s or maybe 50s, that will view you as maybe the older brother or father figure in times, or they, they, they want a little tougher stance, right? So we had a client probably about a month ago that was calling with some issues with with the customer that that they were having, where things were going along swimmingly, everything's going fine, then all of a sudden they got a little tougher and they're threatening litigation and everything else, and so you got that phone call to talk through with our client in terms of what's the right approach to make that start to happen. Yeah, we, we balance each other pretty good. I mean, when uh, there, there are very few instances that we haven't personally experienced with, with uh, client issues, and it's, it's tremendously valuable. I mean, uh, you know, the, the folks out there, you business owners out there, if you've got a problem, a how question, you know, give us a shot. I'll bet you I would be willing to bet you a lot that we've solved that problem before in one form or another. That's what we do. And firing clients, firing people, 
uh, that you have to do, we've done that. We've coached a number of people on how to do that as well. It's things you have to do to successfully run a business. Well, in this case, maybe we can get into this a little bit more after the break if you want, Jack. But uh, you know, the, the, you know, they were the same thing. Uh, the client that was a little bit unhappy, threatening, threatening suits, which all of a sudden, given our client's nature, that's the last thing he wanted to be. It was in that kind of conflict like that, but trying to resolve it in a way that was going to make sense. And we talked about, well, you know, again, the the the, the options, you know, and, and one of the options is always, okay, what if they just kind of walk away? You hand over whatever you got, and you kind of part ways. That helps to kind of take the emotion out of things, make sure it's done the right way versus sure. trying to battle this or that or worried about suits happening. And then, you know, people send lawyer letters. That always, you know, brings things to a different level. People, you know, will often react to a, to, to an attorney sending you a, sending you a, a threatening notice or just, just a notice from, a, from an attorney often will change that tone again as far as what kind of goes on. Yeah, usually it takes weeks, months to get to that point anyway when the letter is actually sent. And very few issues really go to, to trial you know, with small businesses, very small percentage. Right. Well, much like the case I was describing this weekend, you kind of you know talked to them about this too, which was to kind of wait, because often the, the the initial reaction is wanting to respond right away, right away, within minutes or hours, and okay, and so right. versus eh, pushing it off a little bit, right, pushing it off until you're ready to talk about it. That's a very good strategy to to kind of take with with folks as well to kind of push them off that way. All right, stick around. We come back in our, in our last segment. We'll keep talking about this and give different examples of how to go about determining if it's time to fire a customer and how to go about doing it. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, as we've been telling you all day. And we help owners of small businesses get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies, and we define that as from 1 to 25 employees. We help those owners get unstuck from a state of how. We know you got a lot of how questions. How do I do so many things throughout the day? We have answers for probably 99% of those. Yes, we do. And we're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. You can reach us live in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. We also take some emails at radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can go on our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how and fill out the form there to submit your own how questions. We'd be happy to address on the air. And if you want to get a hold of us when we're not in the air, you can reach us out, uh, reach out to us that way as well. Uh, email works, too, if you want to do that. But we also have a, a different phone number there, which is 877-849-0670. Again, 877-849-0670. So are you, are you, are you going to tell another story yeah, about a tearful uh, no, tear, uh, tears uh, of young joy. lady who... Oh, tears, tears of, of joy, joy for this here. one. I, I, okay. I want to go through the range of emotions today, Jack. Right? Okay, so, that's good. So our, so our how questions for those who are coming here a little bit late is uh, we have to... How do you know when it's time to get rid of a customer or, or to fire a customer? And then how do you go about doing it? And you know, we, you know, we don't want to be flipped with this. We understand how difficult it is to find customers. I don't care what business you're in. And when you do find them, you want to hold on to them. But at some point, no, it becomes can, the can, point we, where we you don't can, want to. We can be flipped. Yeah, you know, and they become a pain in the ass, right? Okay. Well, Isn't that takes that t- takes time, though, right? So can oh, you fix okay. them? Can you fix them? Or, <laughs> you know, you know, how, how do you how do you define that pain in the ass part, Jack? Right? 
So like so many other things. Right. Well, <laughs> one depends. of the so so we talked it about depends. we talked about the the you know one of the top criteria certainly top three if not number one is that 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 customer makes you cry. That's a that's a good sign. That's of a good the wrong kind no, of thing. I like that one. Yeah, Another that one on here list. that we had is if they aren't paying you, or not paying you on time. That can almost make you want to cry too, right, Jack? That's, that's okay. Correct. So those, had, those phone calls stay heated, though. Well, they, you know, yeah, they're, they're. So we had we we had a client who had a situation like that, and he came to us. We're talking about things, and and it was the point where he's getting to the point where he's very uncomfortable. That if this came to the point where, where this customer defaulted, it would it would hurt. It was becoming to the point where it was six figures, okay, in terms of how much this customer owed him. And six figures is real money. Okay, I don't care who you are. That's you know, that's real money. Good bucks. You're and so right. um, it came to the point where he started talking to what, what some of the options were going to be because he didn't want. He wasn't quite ready to sue him yet, but he was at that point where he's ready to kind of pull that trigger. So we talked to him about going in and having a sit down discussion with this guy face to face. Happened to be that, that this client was 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 in town. If he wasn't, we would still encourage that. Having a face to face sit down with this customer. And in today's world, that that's getting more and more distant as an option. People will email or text, and and not just have that face-to-face sit-down. There's so much power that can be gained by sitting across from somebody, Absolutely. as long as you're coached and and ready for that kind of an encounter. Well, one of the, the one of the, the the parts of the situation that that, that made us you know, suggest that was that this customer of his was being responsive you know you know often you get customers that owe you money that that that, that don't return phone calls or duck or duck, duck emails or going to be whenever he called they'd pick up and talk to him so that was you know so it was a sign that, that, was that a, they're right. they're yeah. willing to kind of do this so to kind of sit down and talk to him and the approach and the mindset we had him going into it was look this guy has now asked you to be his creditor to, to be his bank right that's that's the net effect of that if somebody's not paying their bill then what are they? Well, they're the bank. Yeah. They're, and, and that's, You're the bank for them, right? That's, that's correct. So he said, yeah, come in there with that banker hat on, okay, as uncomfortable as it might be for you, to come in and ask for what a banker would ask for, which includes financial statements. Ask for his most recent balance sheet and profit and loss statement to see. Help him, help him make the case to you as far as why you should keep him on as a customer and why... You know, whatever the tough times he's been going through right now, why he's going to be able to kind of come out of this, right? Hey, Adam, you owe me 100000 bucks. I want to be paid, and you're not paying. What can we do about this? I'm a bank. Look, I have Chase on my forehead right now. So I'm going to ask you for some stuff, and I'd like it to be delivered to me. And I'd like to walk out of this meeting today with a pretty good agreement that we're both satisfied with. And I'll be your banker as long as you do certain things. Right. Now, how many people have the gonads to do that? Most probably don't. Most aren't sure what questions even ask. That's, that's what this client though. said to us. Said, okay, so we, we had to role play this several times to get him ready to kind of go into this. Because, you know, even though we've been through this a bunch, it's he the first never, time for him. Right. So it's Heart, like going. Heart beats faster, a yeah. lot of emotion, a lot of. Uh, until you settle down, you talk it through four or five times, and all of a sudden you're ready. Just like rehearsing lines for a play. We try to be very sensitive. It's like, you know, I'm sure most of you have been to a doctor before and uh, you know, maybe many of you have, have been in there where they've talked about having surgery, right? And they kind of come in here and they treat it like it's no big deal. Hey, you know, we do you know, 100 of these things a day. And you're thinking, well, that's great, but I have one shoulder that you're operating on. It's my first time going through it. So we're very sensitive to that too with our clients to help kind of hold their hands through this to make sure they're ready. And when they get in there, we've kind of peppered them and, and primed them for all the questions and the ways it can go. So when, when it happens, they're ready to kind of go. So... With this client, he went in there, asked for the things. He was, he said, I was surprised at how easily this guy gave me his financials. <laughs> he said, he just he turned them right over. He said, you know, no problem. He understood that. They came out with an agreement in terms of what would work for both of them. Right. You know, obviously, you know, the, you know our client would prefer to get paid 
as much today as he could, but was willing to work with it. The guy was offering a little bit further along. They 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 found a way to kind of meet to where it was it was workable for both of them. Uh, his customer made a good case for him as far as what was kind of going on in terms of some of the growth he was going through. And I think many of you know, if you're listening here, if you're going through some growth spurts, cash can get tight at times. And so that was happening for this for this customer. And and, and this guy's ultimate end customers were government-related contracts who were not, as you, as I'm sure many of you probably know, are not the fastest-paying folks in the world. So we had those kind of things kind of going, but you know, part of the physical visit was he got a tour through the plant, he could see what was going on. He could sense, and he'd been there before, so he could see how much more activity was going on. And he was getting so sold. He, could see it. he was getting sold. I mean, he, you know, the the customer really did want to work with them and wanted wanted to be amenable. So that helps tremendously. Right. And the power of preparation is huge. You know, if you walk in there kind of mean spirited, you don't quite know what to ask for. You don't know how to really guide the the inevitable ups and downs that are going to happen it's not going to be a favorable outcome. Right. Or if you're prepared, you can go left, right on, on a dime and, and know how to really handle this thing. So go on, Adam. Oh, so, it's a so, good story. Yeah, so, uh, so in this case, they, 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 they got through it. What happened was within a period of six months, they, they'd worked out a schedule of payments in terms of paying off the old debts and then you know going on you know credit beyond that if need to be. But again, they have the, the old stuff kind of paid off. And they got it to the point where they had a blip along the way about four months in. Where there was getting a little tight spot again, they they again sat down again to talk about it, but over the course of a six month period, that six figure debt got paid down, all got paid off, and now the client is still extending credit, but it's, it's on the terms that make sense, and 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 this customer has not broken through that at all, but that customer now knows if, if that does happen, he knows exactly what's going to happen, he knows exactly what our client's going to do, to come back at him, and as far as how it's going to be, you know, be able to kind of move going forward, and it's formed a very good partnership because this again this will be. Yeah, you know, the fact the the fact that he wasn't paying was the only bad thing about this this customer. Otherwise, he's yeah, a good customer. He, it was relatively low maintenance. You know, it was it was a significant customer from you know it, it was probably five or eight percent of the business. So it was a decent sized customer in terms sure. of sales dollars. So again, you know, you check off the box to define what a good customer is going to be. He's checking them all off except for this one pesky little thing about not paying his bills on time, which as it, as it people, grows people becomes a problem. People have to be they they have to be also coached and and be given options themselves they don't know how to form any options hey all of a sudden i don't have money to pay this bill i duck and i i weave and i do things that are going to make the the person i owe money to even more upset and what can they do well if you're armed with multiple options and know how to develop them know how to navigate a little bit your way through the the financials you can work out very good solutions to this stuff. And just to, to wrap this up before we got to go here, the, you know, as the months went by, he had a few more visits on, on, on a more recent visit. One of the things we encouraged him to do, which, which our client did, he threw out the option and said, hey, if you're ever thinking about selling this thing, that could be a good partner for you. If you're looking for a partner to perhaps kind of look at it. And the guy kind of paused, stopped, and smiled and said, okay. So I hadn't really thought about that way, but I'm glad you brought that up. Also, he's planting seeds about again. This could be a way for our client to expand into, well, into another operation. We've done that a number too. of times. All of a sudden, a year from now, he said, "Hey, remember back in uh, you know February when you you suggested uh, you know a buyout here? I'm I'm really interested in talking more about that. That's how it happens. Right? Yeah. He started to plant those seeds, and you formed a good relationship that could have, to your point, Jack, could have gone very south very quickly. Also, now may bear some tremendous fruits that you know he couldn't even predicted back then. And our client thought by said, I, "I never would have even thought this was possible." 
you guys hadn't talked to me about this. And so we know he isn't the only one out there listening that, that, that has a similar kind of situation, Many so keep times. that in mind. Many All right, thanks again for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. If you have any questions in between, again, you can feel free to email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. Check out our website at MaximumVP.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MaximumVP. Or if you want to be old-fashioned, give us a call. We'd love to have you do that as well, 877-849-0670. I like that old-fashioned, you know. We're... uh you know, we're, we're business coaches, and we have great relationships with our clients. We don't even start with you unless we think we can be successful. And we define success as growing sustainable profits. That's what you're in business for, to make profits. And we show you how to do that in many, many ways. We've got a great program to do it, and we love the clients we deal with. All right. Learn more dirty secrets of small business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.